In this edition of Raised on Rhythm, I talk with Pete Jordan, co-founder of Big Building. Big Building is a nonprofit collective who produced the Grounded Livestream series. Grounded features live streaming performances from local artists in Seattle and is one part of Big Building's broader mission to elevate those voices. The music in this episode was selected by Pete from among the many groups Big Building work with. This track is by Nervous Lovers and is called Far Away. After the interview, we'll listen to this track in full along with one from Big Building affiliate Roy Rogers. Both songs can be found on Spotify and Bandcamp. I'm Nate Lewis, and this is Raised on Rhythm. I'm here today with someone from an organization that's been inspirational to watch over the past few months. They've put together a nonprofit record label here in Seattle. They've put together a live streaming concert series called Grounded, really going above and beyond right now to give bands a platform. That organization is Big Building, and this gentleman is one of the founders, Pete Jordan. Pete, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I was going to say, how have you been getting by during this whole weird time? <laughs> oh, man. I've been everywhere, up and down. Yeah. Uh, I'm super lucky uh, to be able to, my wife can still work. Yeah. And I'm at home with our two kids. Um, this is one of my few chances to talk to another adult. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're hanging in there, keeping our heads up, trying to be safe. So, you know, somebody said the other week that, you know, you could, you could get men to go to therapy by tricking them and telling them it's a podcast. <laughs> I thought, you know, that, that was a good one. I like that. Yeah, accurate, Absolutely. Accurate, man. Going back in the history, like of big building, I mean, big building, my understanding really started to me as more like a, like an art collective almost, you know, many years ago. Yeah. So it, it really, for me, it started when I um, started subleasing a practice space from Ben Shalland, the, the other co-founder. Yeah. And it's this amazing room in this building called big building in Soto. And like one of the first times I met him, he was like, look at this. Like he kind of showed me all the different parts of the building and he wanted to throw a festival. Yeah. And I was like, you're insane. I can't, throw yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. but somehow he Ben has this magical power of getting you excited about his vision. And sure. we did it. The first year was just nuts and bolts and DIY and it was magical. And somehow we just kept doing it and it kept getting better and better. And it, but it, it, the building yeah. has metal smiths, glass blowers, every okay. different kind of artist you can imagine. Yeah. Back then it was all about getting everyone to kind of show their wares and, host little things in their spaces. So it was kind of an art collective yeah. for sure. It was like one of those things where it's like, well, we have the space. I mean, could oh, have yeah. bands in here, you know, theoretically. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. an old foundry yeah. building. So yeah. you got all sorts yeah, yeah. of weird rooms and big spaces. Oh, whoa. So yeah, yeah. Something like that. And that, that warehouse, that South side. Cause the first time I ever mm -hmm. heard about big building, I was actually looking for a rehearsal space in Seattle when I had just yeah. moved here. And I, I had a friend at the time who I, I think knew Ben or one of the folks and they, you know, sort of sent me over there and I checked it out and mm -hmm. I, I didn't really follow up much on it for another couple of years. And then um, a few months back, I saw this thing in my Facebook feed where they were doing the grounded live stream and mm -hmm. Ben had posted this thing like, hey, you know, if, if anybody like, does anybody have a mixer we can borrow? And of course I had some yeah. audio gear lying around. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's this thing? I don't know much about it, but they said, oh, like local bands. Oh, that looks cool. Like, let me try and help them out. So I sort of ended up volunteering by accident for the live stream. 
for that's, about, that's how it happens. Yeah, that's <laughs> for like three or four sessions. But when I when I got down to there, I mean, it was really cool because I get to, you know, the building that they started with there and the ID for the grounded live stream, um, mm-hmm. which those of you who've seen that, that's that's been like every Thursday for the past. God, it's like four or five months they've been doing this now. And this was even pre-COVID. I mean, they were starting like way back, you know. And it just yeah, continued. well, and that's in the Inscape building now. Yeah, um, yeah. The when we were starting to organize the festival this last year, it became pretty obvious to us that it's really unlikely a festival is going to happen. This is back in like March. Yeah. Um, and the, immediately they were trying to figure out how can we stream musicians, you know, like that, that's what we can do. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. And it became this awesome weekly thing that amazing crew surrounding it. And I'm, I'm amazed at it. So, yeah. in in a, in a, crazy way it kind of put him in a perfect position when all this went down you know and it was just mm-hmm. like oh and everybody all of a sudden in like one or two months had to, we ha- we all had to go from you know shows mm-hmm. whatever we had lined up to like live streams and that was it and yeah. y'all y'all were already kind of putting that together anyway yeah um, so it was like a nice you know natural you know evolution that kind of took place and was maybe accelerated in you know kind of a weird way because of that but yeah yeah <laughs> everything's weird yeah no and and also like be like one of the blessings out of this terrible thing is like all of a sudden there are a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands yes. and willing to give that time because we we don't have a budget to pay a staff really yeah yet yeah so we have some very talented smart people who just are part of the organization now that possibly otherwise wouldn't have had time to to give and this this is an experience that i find among you know live sound engineers and other people that i know in the business where it's like we're even though we don't have any gigs on the table it's like we're kind of looking honestly for anything and everything to just like keep our chops up you know mm-hmm. so that when this does come Absolutely. back we're not like you know uh <laughs> struggling to figure out how to work a soundboard again yeah. for sure I, and I, I mean like i can only speak for myself yeah. but I, I have a feeling it's for most of us, it's just yeah. like we have to do these things, yeah, you know, regardless of the situation to keep our sanity. I mean, I mean, it's how we were doing it even before some of us, you know, got jobs in the mm-hmm. industry and stuff like that. You know, yep. we just start off as sound guys because it's just like your, you know, friends show up to a house <laughs> show gig and you got like one busted PA speaker there. And you, yep. You're the only one that knows what a gain knob does, so it's like, okay, yep. that's how I became a sound engineer. After that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I was the only one who was sober enough to tell what sounded good too. <laughs> yeah, that sort of story. It's it's a beautiful thing like i find in the local music scene man um indeed and and that's you know it's an interesting evolution now because we you know with grounded my understanding is you're having to sort of go through that evolution now where it is a labor of love for everyone but you are trying to figure out how do we actually build and sustain this you know in in the long run And, and what are some of the things they've been looking at with that um partnerships sponsorships yeah um we just got a new fancy website up and running that okay. has the shop with all the different merch on it. Um, Plug the website for anybody that doesn't know. It's oh, yes. Familiar, uh, it's yeah. Bigbuilding.org. That's B-I-G-B-L-D-G.org. B-L-D-G. Because y'all just have, yes. y'all have something against vowels. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It, yeah. It, and and like building. the building, the label was big building records okay. with no vowels. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's no, yeah. Something's wrong with the I, vowels, man. <laughs> I don't know. It just makes it easier maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean with our model of giving all of the money to the artists, that's always been tricky. Yeah. As far as like, how are we going when it was just the three of us, the three founders, it was like, 
well, we just won't get paid. It doesn't matter. We'll just sure. be happy if we break even and have money to pay the people who play the festival. Yeah. Um, but now that we have this great team and people who are coming to lend their time as far as videography and sound people, visuals and all that, it'd be really cool to be able to pay everyone every week. Cause just like we want to pay all the musicians, we want sure. to pay everyone in the industry. So we have some promising sp- sponsorships and partnerships coming up that hopefully we'll start filling that gap. Yeah. And that's, that's good too, because as much as we all love pouring a labor of love into this too, it is nice to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, buy groceries and <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's so many artists right now Basically that just are, are hurting Yeah, and we just, we are dying to help them, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So. And it's, it really started off in Seattle, but build big building as a, as a label. I mean, they, they put out some records from artists in other cities to, I think San Francisco mm-hmm. and, and Boston, yep. things like that. That was something they were doing pre COVID. I know for the live stream too, they've even had on like naked giants and some other bands that have really like, mm-hmm. they've really done things, you know, above and beyond the local music scene too, which is cool too. Sure. You know, branching out and everything like that. Um, how much you know how much of that growth like what's what's their process with that like you know they're thinking like oh we want to you know make this happen that happen what's the motivation there to branch out yeah to branch out um well i mean some of that just happened kind of organically like we would uh we we'd we'd always try to have a few touring bands through just because we love the idea of giving a touring band a great time in seattle Yeah, yeah yeah um and i think that's how we met like nervous lovers from san francisco yeah um and then we ended up putting a few of their releases out uh but it, it, it most of it's just organic like meeting people ben is crazy with networking and going out to shows and meeting yeah. everyone um we've even had like bands we wanted to book for festivals in the past who were like we'd love to play can our buddies from boise play sure. you know yeah and we're like yes <laughs> we want to support all touring bands but but we do focus on the Pacific Northwest for sure. Yeah. And I mean, that was, you know, I think most people that listen to this are familiar, but I mean, for, for those that aren't familiar with the Pacific Northwest, I mean, you have Seattle, Bellingham, Portland, mm-hmm. Olympia. Yep. Um, yeah. I was just talking with Andy Moreno, shout out for the uh, Cap City podcast the other week. And, and he's out of Olympia. Um and he's an awesome dude, man. But, you know, San Fran, really everywhere up and down kind of the West Coast is like that regional area for like bands out here. Yeah, well, it, it, it almost it helps to foster part of our vision, which is getting bands to network themselves. Yes. Yeah. If we get some yeah. bands from places along the route of two of the West Coast tour and they can just rub elbows and make friends and plan their futures, you know, so. Yeah. Big building to me always had like a really, you know, defined like visual aesthetic to it and how it presented its artists to and and everything like that. That is very core to what, uh, Ben does. He's very into the graphic design Yeah, and, uh, his partner, Jordan K has done a lot of work on that. It's, it's just always, I don't know. It always wows me what they come up with and they're very, they're very focused on that, that attention, that detail. That kind of goes back to the roots I was talking about earlier where it almost did start off as like, you know, like, Oh, if visual artists started a record label or something mm-hmm. like that. You know? Yep. Yeah. No, that that's a huge part of the focus. And, and it, I'm glad they do that because yeah. that's beyond me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a musician Same. and a father. Yeah. That's, Same. Yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. So, yeah. and that, with big building too, I always thought that that was something that, was interesting because it's a record label when y'all started doing the record label side of it it was a label that was Mm -hmm. designed to lose money 
by design. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, Absolutely. You, you get a lot of independent labels in the music business that are that lose money, but not by design. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean it's, it's totally. I mean, it's kind of built into being yeah. a record label, right? But yeah. But you, with most record labels, you're just trying to get that one band that makes it that can fund all the other exactly. ones and that's yeah kind of what our idea was but it, it was more yeah you all took a bold gamble in that way to me because it's sort of like the idea yeah. that we could put out one or two releases and get consistent you know if if modest sales and those could some you know fund the rest um <laughs> yep. which i gotta commend you for that because that's a bold gamble in the music business not it everybody is. has the balls to do that man. <laughs> like, it, it is and i mean it's <laughs> it's like plung- it's like plunging over a waterfall every time you know it's like okay let's do this it's, you know it's it's the adventure of it man it's it's one of the things to me that's that's beautiful about big building is you know you, you all just kind of go for it in that way and it's like it's you know just take a chance why not you know yeah no it's constantly terrifying for me but that's that's yeah. my role i'm i'm the the george costanza of the group the, like pulling my hair out like how is this going to work this is a these are problems and these are problems and somehow it all works out. Are you going to be sending out the cards with the pictures of you posing in your underwear too, as George Costanza, you know, like, you remember that, you know, that episode of Seinfeld <laughs> yep. that I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not that great with Seinfeld, but I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's me. You do the big building calendar, man. That's your next fundraiser. Right there, dude. That's a great yeah. idea for fundraising. And, uh, you know, any, I don't know, do a trade. Any band that wants to participate gets, you know, free release, right? <laughs> big building bands. Bands of big building. I don't know. The, uh, the folks of big building. Let's just put it that way. You, can, you make it all inclusive. It's cool. You know, like. That's yeah. a great idea. I'm going to bring that up. Let's do it. <laughs> Send me a copy, though. I want. <laughs> Let's say you're in, right? You're in, right? In January. Oh, oh, oh God. You don't, don't want to see me for something. I'm 34, dude. You don't want to see me anymore. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like, i'm good bro <laughs> um but that that um i am curious though like giving big building status as a as a not-for-profit in that way like if somebody wanted to support your mission whether it was with the label or with grounded or anything like that i mean how, how does that even work how do they reach out to you um there is on the website there is a should be a donate section i haven't yes Right at the bottom of every page, there's a donate okay. to Big Building via PayPal. You can also get in touch with us to volunteer, or if you're a musician who'd like to play the stream, okay, or whatever. Yeah. Like if, if we can help you out somehow, or you can help us out, go to the website bigbuilding.com and and donate or hit us up or whatever. And that's big, and then bldg dot com. because we don't like vowels. No vowel. Well, just the I G B L D G. So yeah, no, that's cool because um, yeah, it's it's. I think that you know the more people that can find out about your mission, because like I say, I only found out about you all via social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I really respect what you all do as far as that of, of trying to give like local artists that platform and that that infrastructure to do that. Um, I wish there were more, more labels like that in Seattle, but more labels. Like I, do too. Yeah. I do, too. It's I will say it's heartening in the last five or six months to see how many people in the community are, are like minded, though. I, I yeah. do hope that once this all blows over and I and I feel strongly that it, it's very possible that, that a very unified, large scene is going to emerge. Yeah, because this is really hard for all of us, for all the venues, for everyone. If we're going to come out of it, we, we're going to have to do it together. It, it can't be as fractal as it used to be in Seattle. Mm. So. 
feeling confident about that. Well, if the other week, I remember when I filled in on drums for Peyote Ugly, when we played the big building live stream, and I just mm-hmm. remember unpacking. That was great, by the way. Thank you. Um, they were, uh, Linda from work was awesome too, I should say. Like, you know, there was, it was us and Linda from work that night. It was a good um, night. Yeah. Oh, that was, it was a really fun night. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um, and, but, you know, the thing I'll always remember about that is when I took, my gear out of my car, you know, I parked down there in Pioneer Square. We got to load in and everybody in the neighborhood that saw me loading in gear that, you know, wasn't a ton of people on the sidewalk. There's like a few passing by and uh-huh. I'm talking to everybody, old, young, everybody, you know, they all just come up to us at various random times and they're just like, is, is there live music here tonight? <laughs> are, they, are, they, are y'all putting on a show or is, and I just have to, I, I feel kind of sheepish. Cause I, you know, all I can do is like, well, check out the live stream. It's grounded and big building yep. BLDG. Cause y'all don't like vowels. Um, yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like turn them on to the live stream and stuff, but yeah, it, it always, it is a very, um, inspiring thing for me in that way because you just you could sort of sense that everybody in the na- even just neighborhood people you know we're just so starved for live music at that point that it's like as soon as we open this stuff back up man it's going to be like mm-hmm. you know unleash the torrent <laughs> we are all dying for it yeah Pretty absolutely much, you know yeah um, that must that must have been weird to roll up to a venue <laughs> in this day and age you know i i feel like maybe like other other people have the seattle freeze but because i wasn't originally i didn't grow up from here you know like i, I grew up in, mm-hmm. in other parts of the country so i moved up here so again it's like for me it's like people like that will come up to me and i'm like hey, hey you know I'm, I'm friendly and then you see yeah. like some of my you know some of my bandmates and stuff like that are a little weirded out and i'm like yeah, people, gotta... <laughs> people, people talking and looking people. at me <laughs> yeah people who are these I, I don't even remember like what oh live show <laughs> so, that's hilarious you almost have to get used to being like social with people in real life again it's kind of uh <laughs> yeah that's that is getting, going to be strange i just interacting with people beyond my family is going to be a trip but yeah i think we're all chomping at the bit yeah no I'm, um, yeah i should mention that we are i think next week starting up uh viewing parties at some nearby places that people can go like watch screens like large tvs of the okay. it's not the same as being in person sure. but yeah we're doing our best to recreate the live experience okay. and i think those will be allstat um brought house near the central saloon and the screwdriver bar okay yeah we'll be showing those every thursday so I was going to say, is it going to be at the, in the Belltown Yacht Club section or just in the main like screwdriver bar? I don't even know what's, what's been going on there lately. I think, well, so we're going to, I think we're going to throw some grounded sessions out of the Belltown Yacht Club Ooh, and the viewing party nice. will be upstairs in the, in the bar. Oh, I love it. Or out, I think they have some outside seating I'll, actually. I love Belltown Yacht Club, man. That's like, yeah, you know, it was a little like the first time I ever played there. Just, you know, the energy. And so we're going down that, yeah. uh the freight elevator <laughs> oh the freight elevator is classic loaded. for that those yeah. of you me all of you that have played the belltown yacht club you know you know the the freight elevator truly is yep. part of the experience of playing at it's that club. singular experience <laughs> yeah the, no, the so the inscape building we've been throwing the festival out of the last couple of years yeah, has yeah. a really old freight elevator yeah that in it that one and you it's not easy to operate <laughs> yeah it's it's a trick so like i spent it. half the last festival just going up and down with bands as as the elevator operator yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's weird you, you push the lever and it's almost like that scene in the first adams family movie where like the chief <laughs> expect the thing to like grab your hand <laughs> yeah. and like you know drag you down or something like that yep. it's um 
you know, but uh, we're musicians, man. You know, we, we roll with the punches. Just, so. <laughs> yeah, just dive headlong into danger. That's what we do. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Well, um, I was going to say, Pete, I appreciate you. Let me talk your head off today. And uh, anything, My pleasure. anything else you want to say before we wrap up this segment here? Um, no, I just, just head to the website and, and check out our live streams. We're doing them every Thursday right now. I think we'll probably start adding more nights as we are able. For sure. Um, and just, if you, if you want to get involved or want to sponsor or, or anything, just, just hit us up and we're doing our best to, to help all the local artists in the community. So it sounds good. And again, and again, that- and I should mention that 100% of the proceeds from these streams go straight to the artists. For sure. None yeah. of it, none of it comes to us. Yeah. So now it's, it's good to support artists. And again, that's, that's the grounded live stream happens every Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. and you can tune in on big building site, um, anywhere. I think they're streaming on Facebook. Uh, I think we, mo- yeah, yeah, we moved to Twitch recently, okay. but yeah. I, I think the deal with that is it, 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 all, it sends it to all the other things. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm very much not on the, um, engineering side of this the interwebs it's yeah <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm just i'm a board member who is a musician <laughs> the, yeah the engineering work involved with this stuff is no joke i mean i've been oh, i'm so thankful for i'm so thankful for everyone involved yeah um, especially the the techs I've, I've told people before it's like i've been doing audio for 15 years and the first time i tried to you know set up like a full live stream for our band maybe about four or five months ago and all this went down i almost tore my hair out or whatever's left. Oh my God, just, seeing the, <laughs> just seeing the back and forth on our discord, discord chat oh, man. gives me anxiety. Yeah. I'm not involved in that. Yeah. <laughs> like put the phone down. Stop watching. It was so <laughs> wild. Yeah. But we're you yeah. know, Hey, we're going to keep, we're going to get better at it as we go along Absolutely. with this. So, you know, keep going Absolutely. and give it time. All right, Pete. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
That was the track Far Away from Nervous Lovers, and that's spelled N-R-V-S-L-V-R-S, Nervous Lovers, because like Big Building, they seem to have something against vowels, but they're really awesome nonetheless. So definitely check out that track Far Away from Nervous Lovers. That track is on Bandcamp, Spotify, me and Pete are going to come back here in a minute for another discussion. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to get to another track from another big building affiliate. This is a track by Roy Rogers, also available on Spotify and Bandcamp, and this is called Let Me Know Adapter. It's the Race on Rhythm podcast.
Welcome back to the overtime segment, everybody. And I, I actually do want to ask you about that. It's like the the dynamics that are in common with being in a band and, and being a parent in that way. Like there, there is some crossover for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're just like managing people all day. Yeah. I mean, that. yeah. And managing the management too. <laughs> managing expectations. Ben is a big thinker. Yeah. Um, many times I feel like my role is to try to crush his dreams. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I want to, but like, I'm always like, okay, that sounds great. But have you thought about these things? You know, like somebody told me about that concept in, in, in the tech world, there's something called the doubt club, which is where people get together and meet because a lot of times they know the same investors and the same, you know, business people. So it's like, they have to keep it hush. You know, they have to have like the little like secret meeting where they get together and say, okay, what's really going on here and what do we need to do? Cause if we bring up like these problems around the, the investors or you know, whoever, yep. like, you know, like we have to be eternal optimists on the outside, you know, on, on, but on the inside, it's like, we're trying to put out fires left and right here or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. And, and so I guess that's, that's more your, you know, your role to play like in the big building team and, and there's Ben and there's um, Danny mm-hmm. you know, and, what's what's the what's the team chemistry like there you know y'all just kind of fill in each other's strengths and weaknesses yeah kind of it it all kind of happened organically we're like we had this group of people and they slowly started finding their roles it wasn't like we need a you know a a communications director let's find (laughs) someone it was like oh i i'm I'm good with that i'll I'll take it on you know and before i like so I kind of bowed out for a while yeah, yeah. Um, after the, I think, fifth year festival. And, and when I came back, this team was kind of already starting to take form. Okay. And before I knew it, we had like a dozen people working on very specific things. Yeah. And it's it's amazing to watch it all happen and not have to really worry about Because in the past, the first few years, it was like everything that was needed. It was one of us three that had to do it. Yeah and constant imposter syndrome for me you know um but yeah it's uh i'm not really sure what i started out answering (laughs) but if that's an answer it was said with my mouth it it works i mean it's just it's really cool for me to see like organizations like big building in that way because stuff happens in a very real way as opposed to like when you get to Mm -hmm. sometimes like bigger organizations and stuff like falls through the cracks and you get all this sort of weird bureaucracy and job titles and you know but when in small organizations like that it's sort of like okay Mm -hmm. what needs to be done somebody go do it you know, and it's Absolutely. like, it doesn't matter Who, who's, which one of you is good at yeah. it. Yeah, Like everybody you know? sort of invents your job title as you go. And I, I, I love organizations, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Cause it's just like, get rid of the drama and the BS and just like get stuff done. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that's a really nice thing about this team is there so far has been zero drama. Yeah. It's like, yeah. even when there are some contentious issues sure. that we discuss them yeah. creatively like adults, you yeah. know? So it, it's just, I can't say enough about the, the entire crew. Yeah. And there's, there's a mutual respect that happens there too, when y'all are like all in the trenches together and everything like that, mm-hmm. you, you know, you kind of know what each other's going through and, and whatnot. And, and to some degree, you know, you don't have to answer to like a ton of outside stakeholders. I mean, it really is like all yeah. of your brainchild in that way. And it's, it's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then most, most of the people working on this are musicians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they are uniquely able to, 
work with other musicians and anticipate their needs and what they could help with and brainstorm ideas of how more we, how we can support the community more. And, and there are other unique challenges to it too. Like when you've, uh, when you moved around like different buildings and, and had to deal with some mm-hmm. of the issues that you have with that, I, you know, I haven't really heard that story, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean like, yeah, as we grew, like we, we started, uh, out of that building, like I said, that, I mean, in the past, it had all sorts of underground events thrown at it, raves, yeah, whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So our first year was not a, an official thing, but we slowly <laughs> tried to find ways to, like, be above ground. Sure. And, yeah. you know, at the point that we found ourselves completely legit and, and kind of a popular festival, we came to the attention of certain local authorities that wanted to make sure that everything was, you know, working the way it should. Sure. and. The building could not support the festival in the way it needed to. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we did the last year at the big building outside entirely. Mm, yeah. Um, so that's why we moved buildings sure. because we could no longer use the inside of that building, which uh, that last year was just like chain link fence uh, generators. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And, and even beyond the code stuff, I mean, just as organizers, like you all, you know, you do have a responsibility to people that are going to ensure some basic degree oh, of safety. You know, and, absolutely. And, yes. Yeah. So it's. And then and, and I did appreciate yeah. I the impetus from the city to try to make sure everything was straightforward and, and legit because we we want everyone to be safe and included so and that also propelled us to inscape building which is just kind of perfectly made for this you you pretty much unlock the door and you have yourself a a venue with four or five different spaces for stages so yeah Yeah. um kind of kismet yeah those the courtyard i do miss about that building you know that's yeah right there it was such a great backdrop i think i do think that you know it was more of a summer thing in seattle you know because with the weather and everything like that it was always yeah. just such a beautiful backdrop and the weather was always just so great to play outdoors there but absolutely but yeah to keep it uh to keep it going indoors i mean y'all have have moved the stream now to the central which is also mm-hmm. you know such a, a staple venue of seattle i mean the central is like 1905 i think that place was founded oh yeah like it goes back <laughs> absolutely and, well, and like, frankly, it, it also has a really tall ceiling and great ventilation. So we were like, yes, <laughs> yeah, because, because like our, our chief concern is like, everything needs to be super safe. Yeah. And when, when they started talking about streaming, I was just George Costanzing about like yeah. the hand sanitizer. Sure. Like what, what are you like masking mixed? Yeah, that, that's and, something that's important. I think that people realize too, because with those live streams, like I know there's a, a strict protocol with that. Like they're, you know, we, they limit bands, they limit texts. I, I remember we actually, we, I think we, I tried to hit them up about like having blade palace play early on it, but because we were a four piece, you know, it was like, I, th- I yep, th- at first we were doing like solo, yeah, solo yeah. or three piece. So it was like, you know, I was having four people was like, no dice. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. But, um, yeah no i mean we got to follow the guidelines and and more than that like we need to know that our staff is safe and the bands are safe because that that would just be the worst yeah it's 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 bad enough to be a live musician right now and then have to deal with COVID on top of that (laughs) yeah Yeah, we we, we need to guarantee these musicians that you are walking into a safe situation yeah 
I, I did want to ask about the new partnership with Converge Media because this Converge has become a big, yes. big name in Seattle oh, in the last yeah. few months with everything that's gone on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so they will be sponsoring a number one, a number of our streams. Okay. Um, yeah. And I believe they'll be sharing the stream. I think we're actually going to even have possibly Omar, Omar involved in person, maybe. I don't Yeah. Yeah. The, the main thing is that they'll be sponsoring certain performances um, when we have people of color sure performing yeah and that and that's something that's important too because i do think big building has definitely gone above and beyond to make sure that it's an inclusive event and representative yes. of of the community you know that's incredibly important to us to, to foster that sort of inclusivity yeah because that's what the scene should be that's yeah musicians don't look like yeah one rock band you sure. know that like yeah. we, we we dream of a scene where you have a bill with huge diversity in genre and people yeah. you know that that should be happening absolutely so anything we can do to to amplify that sort of thing and you bring up a great point about that too because with the live stream i mean they've done i've seen hip-hop on there i've seen you know mm -hmm. metal uh you know punk rock um, in you know indie rock dream pop you can throw it out you name it i mean you know solo artists i, th I think uh i'm trying to remember the name of it was a jazz quartet i believe that played a few weeks ago they actually did the same one with um naked giants why am i blanking on their name yeah the naked giants one had the grizzled mighty and marina that, albero that was her oh she was yeah because she kicked yeah, off that, that night amazing. and that was such even for me like having seen a bunch of those streams all of a sudden you know to to see a uh, a group like hers take the stage on there that was a really that was like yeah. this was a nice this is a nice little shift of gears right here you know like, yeah um yeah absolutely and i've always we do that we try to do that with the festival too it's just yeah who wants to go see a full festival of all rock bands you know we want punk we want hip-hop we want jazz yeah. we want we had some world music we had all we try to get as much diversity as possible just because it's more exciting yeah you know it's more fun yeah and to actually be able to present someone like that to an audience that might other not otherwise mm -hmm. consider them but if you give them that absolutely give them that chance, it's good for everyone on, playing yeah, too just, yeah, yeah just, i love that just you know see what the reaction is <laughs> yep. mix the scenes yeah you know if, if a fan is there to see someone and they see someone completely different they could become a new fan of someone they may not have ever seen and that yeah that makes it all worthwhile if that happens even once you know yeah it's um it's a wonderful thing to be able to to mix the pot a little bit like that and and mm -hmm. I, I love seeing you know venues live stream shows anybody that can kind of figure out how to how to jazz things up in that way you know i respect them for taking those kinds of creative risks because you know I've, I've certainly known you know, some people where it's like they put together bills and it's like, well, you know, this this band is, is psychedelic dream pop and that other band is like, you know, melodic dream pop. I'm not sure if they would really, you know, fit on the bills together. It's just We're like doing only psychedelic dream pop tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's great for Spotify playlists, but maybe not quite so interesting for a for a live show. Yeah, I, mean, I just I know I don't like I mean I, I, no disrespect to I don't no disrespect to dream pop. When I say this too, because it's very popular in Seattle. I'm just, you know, there are a lot of bands like that. Shout out to Look Up Records. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but, but you got to keep it exciting. Like, yeah. who wants to listen to three hours of the same thing? Yeah, you know, 
you know, it boggles my mind when, you know, when you actually go out to a show, when you're zoning out in your bed, you know, that's, that's different or something like that. You got a playlist, you know, or something sure, like yeah, that. Like this is my driving playlist. Oh, I, oh, it was the best when I used to drive Uber in Seattle. Like I had a dream pop playlist that got <laughs> yes. in rotation. I actually would play it like more on the weekends for my weekday crowd. I had a smooth jazz one here you know, for like my nine, nice. my nine to fivers, my people like that, you know, my Amazon people yeah. and stuff. And, and sometimes, you know, to the weekday evenings, I might switch it over a little bit to the dream pop stuff. And then like now on Saturday <laughs> nights, I reserve the right to play OCs. You know, that Sar- nice. Saturday night was like chaos. I was like, all right, I'm going to get a little more, Absolutely. I'm going to get a little more garage rock. I'm going to get a little more up tempo with it. And, um, you, you know, we know we're, that's about as extreme as you can get. Yeah, we know, we know we're, you know, I'm taking you out to get into the debauchery tonight. We got to set the mood. We got to get you pumped <laughs> up, man. You don't want to go to the club. Absolutely. You don't want to go to the club. Listen, I don't know. Dream pop. <laughs> <laughs> be frantic. Yeah. That'll, that'll be after I pick you up later tonight. We want to chill you out a little bit again. You know, it's, it's. Absolutely. Music, thing like that. Oh, fun times. I do miss driving ride share in Seattle. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I miss everything, you know? You know, but, uh, but, you know, still get to have conversations full time here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's a cool thing you're doing. Um, yeah. I, I have talked many times with bandmates about starting podcasts and, and it's, it's, uh, amazing to see someone actually do it. I, I would, I would love, you know, out of this for like, 10 or 15 more, you know, like this to come out of Seattle. I mean, you know, and I, yeah. I'm for the record, I'm putting out that out there right now. Any of you that are thinking about starting podcasts, like, please don't let me stop you. <laughs> you know, no, no. I'll be like, well, Nate already did. No, I would love, like, I'm a musician, man. I would love for there to be like, 10, 15, 20 more podcasts on local music yes, in Seattle. Everyone. Yeah. Build that, you know, build the structure and, and just, you know, kind of, uh, kind of have that foundation. I mean, I think it builds a cool foundation for music. That's maybe a little bit outside of social yeah. media too, which I think is also kind of important these days to, you know, give people like that outlet without having to like constantly be on their phone or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. And the best we've come up with is like a, podcast about star trek okay. so i don't think it's really that necessary for the world to hear this so, you can give it a shot worst case scenario. we know a lot about star trek amongst the five of us or were you i was gonna say are you trekkie uh absolutely okay, okay. Yeah. Word. Yeah, 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 yeah yes and i'm new i'm next generation too i'm not i'm not <laughs> original at all you know what the funny thing is i used to think that when i was growing up and i was like five years old and i used to my dad used to play star trek the next year it was back this was back when it was still i think um syndication like you know abc yeah. and stuff like that and for the longest time when i was a kid i thought that star trek was a reality tv series <laughs> i didn't realize that like this was you know like oh this is just like me you know i'm like four or five That's years amazing. old or something like that oh man i want to live in that yeah, world no, because i would see like lavar burton on reading rainbow the next day and so <laughs> in my five-year-old head the way i logically reasoned this was that oh man that's so cool like he's got his day job on the starship enterprise and then he like comes down here and does this like reading show for the kids like when he's not doing that man that dude's awesome man like your eyesight came yeah back. you know just for this or maybe it's just yeah I could, well i couldn't really try to i had to sort of wreck it took me a minute to reconcile that one too like i, I don't know like i yeah there, there were a lot of things that i reasoned my way through like that when i was four and five years old but no star trek the next generation is not a reality tv series sorry to burst your bubble six if year old only <laughs> if only no presidents <laughs> if, if only star trek was the reality show 
and and the politics that we have now was the sitcom. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, it is. A, yeah, it is a sitcom. That would be an amazing role reversal, right there. God, yeah. what a strange, strange reality that would be. Oh man, oh, you know, one one can only imagine that day. Um, Pete, thanks again. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me so much. Rock on. All right, big building, Pete Jordan. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Appreciate it.